Everybody. Hello, everybody. We're back. Denizens and Denna Don'ts. What's up? Hey, How are we doing? Uh, it is me, Eric, and welcome today, our guest co-host today, our friend Christian. So we're bringing back the fact that I am just a guest host, huh? Despite... Yeah, welcome back, man. Being on every episode that's been put out. Well, I we, we were shorthanded on guests, so... I'm not I overstaying just, my welcome, am I? Oh, no, no, no. Of course not. Of course not. Just, I feel like a guest host who's been a guest host for like 18 episodes at, at a certain point. Well, like, once we get to the big 3-0, we'll okay. talk about a promotion, okay? Okay. That's what I... I <laughs> hit 30 episodes and I get tenure? Is that what it is? <laughs> well, it's... it's you get the application to oh. become of permanent okay. member, okay? And then right. it has to go through a review and how Who that can take on it? for like a couple of weeks. Well, it's me. Okay. And um the creature. Um, no, he's still waiting for his don't, oh, t- don't tell him that uh, you know I, The I, creature's I, been on thirty episodes? Yeah, um don't tell him that uh I, I lost his application. Okay, okay. so uh <laughs> <laughs> All right, come back, everybody. The book Welcome club back. from Planet Zero. Good to see you guys. We took a break last week. Uh, yeah, sorry, I broke yeah, my we're leg. Not, we're not uh, great at communicating, uh, but we're going to be taking about one week off every month to just allow ourselves to catch up on reading um, and just, you know, other stuff out in the space world. We're dealing with brain worms. We're dealing with parasitic uh, beanies that turn people into blue man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're dealing with doppelgangers. We're dealing with uh, accidentally... Look, peek behind the curtain. The last time we sent Clay <laughs> home, uh, turns out we teleported him directly in the path of an elephant, and now he's half man, half elephant. Yeah, so... um Hey, Clay, I hope you're doing yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I just feel bad because he's got really bad allergies, so you know he's got a bunch of junk in that trunk. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. This week, uh, we, we, me and Eric took another dive into the DC graphic novel world, uh, and we both read Blue and Gold yep, by Jurgens, Sook, Hamner, and McGuire. What does that say? Dan Jurgen. So everybody put the guy on who your... Made the lotion. Put on your snorkel gear because we're going for the deep dive. Yep, get your get your sock ready and your lotion handy. Uh, <laughs> what? Because <laughs> we're about to we're about to churn out some quality goo. I like that. <laughs> that was that was good. All I right, made so a bunch of masturbation jokes. <laughs> yeah. That's my. That's weakness. a good one. That's my weakness, Christian. Masturbation jokes. You should do that more on your stand up. I did do uh, masturbation jokes on remember when you were uh, the mic you were at on Friday. I did like four jerking off jokes on a bus. I know, right? You and you won, and I did win. <laughs> did. Yeah, I did win thirty dollars because I did that. There's a lady in the front row of that show who looked so unpleasant. Oh my the god! Answer. Yeah, she looked oh, god. so unhappy at me. The all the comedians time. were like picking <laughs> them out because they're like, oh yeah, we're getting married, and like so. The, oh yeah, so, there, so there's, she's always there. But there was another lady who I'd never seen before, and she looked like she was 
was in her like late forties with her husband there, and she every time I did a punchline, her face just coiled up, and I was like, "Oh, this lady hates me," and I'm like, and I'm just up there like, and that's why I like masturbating on a bus, and she's just like, "What the?" <laughs> I'm pretty sure like every comedian she was like not enjoying. She, uh, yeah, I I think she enjoyed. Um, there was someone the I thought content. she enjoyed, but then like. I went up the, I don't know. It, it was a weird, it was a fun night. That, that room's always fun. But Blue and Gold is Booster Gold and Blue Beetle. Uh, it's a eight issue miniseries mm-hmm. um, that came out in 2001, ran until about 2022. And we read the trade paperback. Yeah. And you so, actually have it fresher in your mind than I do. So can you run down the basic plot the lines story? and everything? Yeah. So um, Booster Gold and Blue Beetle at this point in their careers are pretty, um, they're pretty washed up right now. Um, they've been like, they were part of the Justice League, but now they're kind of out of the Justice League. The Justice and League International. They were the yeah. They was called it was called the International at yeah, the time. The international team. So they trying to. They're tr- so the story starts off with the Justice League being kidnapped by some aliens, and Booster Gold's there to save the day, but he's he's live streaming and he's more concerned about <laughs> talking to viewers and getting some subscribers and getting the donations and looking good for the camera. Yep. Can but, I just say something? Booster in this comic book, Booster Gold and Blue Beetle, the dynamic. I'm Booster Gold and you're Blue Beetle. Yeah, because Booster Gold is like live streaming and he's like, "This is how we get fans." Blue Ted and Ted's like, "Can we focus on making sure our friends don't die right now? Yeah. Not everything needs to be live streamed." And I'm just like, "But people are gonna love this." So Blue Beetle comes in. Um, so he, he yeah, uh, Skeets goes signals uh, Blue Beetle come help, and Blue Beetle yep. is like, oh, okay, I can come help, and uh, he literally saves the day by hacking into the. Uh, he sneaks into the ship, hacks into it, and just disables everything. And um, the uh, saves the day. Yeah, saves, saves the, the day. Justice the Justice League. League's all like, "Wow, Blue Beetle, we want you to be on the team again." Yeah. And he's like, "Wow, well, me, me and me and Booster, that's awesome." My best man. buddy Booster getting back on the Justice like, League. Ooh, see, um, <laughs> yeah, Wonder Woman's like. <laughs> <laughs> actually, uh, that's Wonder Woman's mom. Actually, oh, is it? Yeah, at that point, I think she's running uh, Themyscira, and sh- and her mom is actually the current Wonder Woman. Whoa, in the Justice dude! League. A, a milf that gets it done, huh? Milf that gets it done. That's a T-shirt right got there. Milf? No, um, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Diana got milf. She throws the lasso around me. That's my mom. <laughs> I, start, I start expositing why I have trouble with women. So, <laughs> I'm so, like, I have an inferior order complex. No. Uh, so Booster Gold um, denies the entry. And, well, um, yeah, because they're like, no, it's just you or it's not. It's it, only you or none of you. And, and then Booster Go- or uh, Ted Cord is like, damn, dude. Ted Cord goes on the speech like, no, man, it's either us or, or none of us. And they're like, OK, well, OK, see you. We're not going to force you to yeah, dude, join you, us. But you don't you know. have superpowers. It's not like a big well, deal. He's, his mind is still good. He's a good hacker. He's yeah, a good but they got Batman. Yeah, but yeah, I can, but I can help. Yeah, I can help Blue too. Beetle, man. <laughs> well, he's not. He's not. A, well, Blue Beetle. Uh, Batman's not always doing the computer yeah. stuff. Um, so yeah. they decide to join join together to mm-hmm. form a Blue and Gold Restoration Project. Hell yeah, dude! Which is like, um, I guess. Um, can I just say something? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, for those listeners who are familiar with Marvel, the Blue and Gold Restoration is basically the Heroes for Hire. Um, Power Man and Iron Fist idea. Mm. They open up a private investigation um, office that is two superheroes offering superhero 
help to people in need. Now, in this one, they're, they aren't accepting payment, whereas, you know, Power Man and Luke Cage, up front, they usually ask for payment. And then because they're superheroes, eventually are like, you don't need to pay us. We're good guys. Uh, but Blue and Gold are literally doing it as charity work, yeah, right? Yeah, it's free. But they're yep. also promoting, like, hey, you want uh, we're doing this great thing, and if you mm. want to help us keep doing these great things, yeah, please it's support like a, our crowdfunding to cause. And it's like, the whole point is like, hey, if you have, like, a problem that, like, normal superheroes will not, like, go help you with, we'll listen to anything. Or if they don't believe you. Yeah, if, you, if no one believes you and you just need help with anything, we'll just... Anything. Yeah, our, our door is open to you guys. Which is pretty cool. It's yeah. a good concept. They get a pirate who shows up. <laughs> there's a pirate who's like, hey, I need treasure. There's, a, then... there's an astronaut in full astronaut gear who's like, I left my wallet on the moon. Which is he's... like, why would you bring your wallet on the moon? <laughs> and then these How two... did it fall out of your space suit? There's a lot of questions. Wait, like why do you there. need your wallet in space? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, dude. And then there's these two green aliens that go, It's very funny. Brewster's like, what? But the problem is, at... Uh, DC fans would know that Ted Cord is a millionaire and runs his own company, mm-hmm. but at this point in the series, um, he's been kind of like... Is af- this actually, you know what this follows? What's up? This follows Suicide Squad Bad Blood. Yeah? Remember? Oh, yeah, Remember they he, he makes that. references. That's yeah, why they mentioned Black, uh, Black Mask in this. Yeah, that's why he's defamed. So uh, me and Eric also read a story. Maybe we can do a deep dive uh, next week on this, since we both read it. We can just reread it. Yeah. Um, but Suicide Squad, uh, Squad Bad Blood is a modern Suicide Squad run that came out in like 2020. I will say... Um, it, if you're looking for a Suicide Squad story, it's not going to focus on the squad very much. There is Deadshot and Harley in there, yeah. but it's mostly focusing on this other team called the Revolutionaries, which yes. are it's still pretty good. It's still pretty good. There's, yes. And they were on the squad. But I will say, I will say if, you're, if you do like the Suicide Squad and you do want to get to know Deadshot and Harley... Or at least Deadshot. Oh yeah, it's it a really, does do some good character development for Deadshot. In that oh, most, series. yeah, because it, it, is it goes over his most relationship death. with his daughter, and like it, it, I think it's a good, like comics um, characters are they have their own status quo for so long, right? Like Moon Knight is a guy with multiple personalities who has a girlfriend named Marlene, right? And then his next status quo update is like the modern day Moon Knight, where he, like all of his friends are estranged. He's by himself. He's addicted to pills. And then, like, the next one is, like, he has a daughter. And, like, they keep updating the character with new information. Oh, Moon Knight has a daughter? Yeah, eventually. Yeah, oh, yeah. Man. If you kept reading it, you'd know that. But, sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um, but, like, I think it gets some good Floyd Lawton, um, like, yes. updates. And in that story, uh, spoiler alert, uh, Blue Beetle is the villain. Yeah. But then it's revealed later that uh, it's actually Black Mask. Who apparently has, like, co- like a... Like a holographic uh, disguise. Yeah, like more. He has a morph ability. He can... Well, it's, a ho- <laughs> like it's, like a, it's like a... Isn't it like a holographic disguise thing? Like he's like... I don't he's think projecting they ever, the image. I think so. I don't think they explained it very well. He just changed his image and because he, he turned himself into Superman for a second to fool the squad. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just a holographic image. Uh, I forget what they're called, but like they use him in X-Men to hide Kurt's p- power. Mm, so they, they do stuff like that all the time in uh, Marvel. So the, but, for the whole like series, you think Blue Beetle is like the bad guy, and yeah. he gets the crap. and the entire time Blue the real Blue Beetle is being held hostage by Black Mask, unbeknownst to anyone, and Black Mask is running the Court Industries. Remember? Yeah. So he so because of Black Mask, Blue Beetle's uh, fame yeah. went down. Yep. He gets kicked out of uh, he gets kicked out of Court Industries. Yeah. He had one more chance to make this device, but mm-hmm. it didn't. It flopped. And uh, there's a committee. The committee kicked him out of his own uh, corporation that his dad built. Yep. So, so he's completely out of money. And this was after Booster Gold was all like, "Here's this idea for a restoration project. We just need your money, Ted, to get it started." And he's like, "I don't know if I can do that, Booster." And he's like, "No, no, yeah, you're rich. You can get it done." And he's like, 
okay, I'll try. And then he goes to the board meeting. They tell him how much he sucks and how much you're like not doing anything for yeah. the corporation. Your devices don't work. And then Ted Cord's like, hey, uh, I kind of need some money. <laughs> and they're like, and they're like dude, get out. <laughs> and they get out. And then as he's getting fired, he looks at his phone and Booster Gold's giving the announcement. Oh, yeah. Booster, yeah. Booster went just, he just went ahead and announced that they're doing it anyways because he's like, my buddy's got my back. I know. And he's like, I got to call him Skeet. Please tell him to stop. And Skeet's like, I'm sorry, Ted. Uh, you know how he gets. <laughs> you know how he gets when he's excited. Um, so, uh, so even without the money, they try to get it open, right? Oh, well, 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 so the aliens actually come back. Well, before that, oh, yeah, the alien, well, the, yeah, the side plot. Well, I guess it's the main plot. It's the main plot because yeah. they, they they kick off the thing. The um the aliens that try to attack the Justice League in the beginning are, um, well, we don't know. They, we, the name doesn't matter. But the yeah. prince's name is Princess Omnizon, and she claims that, like, Tens of thousands of years ago, like 70,000 years Before ago. Before humans were on the planet. Yeah, humans were on the planet. They just weren't evolved yet. Yeah. <laughs> they were just cavemen. So they planted a tracker underneath the dirt and claimed, like, this is our land. And then they flew off and then, like, forgot it was there. Like, because Earth is, like, at the edge of their, like, yeah. you know, um, uh, galaxy conquest or whatever. So they're coming back, claiming it's theirs, and they're like, wait a minute. You can't just do that. You can't just come to a nation where like people are underdeveloped and like put your flag into it. And then yeah, like, you can. That's and called like, colonialism. The entire time, Ted Cord's all like, "Hey, well, you know, we kind of do that. You know, it's fair." We've been doing that so all of history. <laughs> they they kind of just showed up and was like, "You guys got a flag." And then the cavemen were like, "Ooga boonga," <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, "No flag, no planet. Sorry, this planet's ours, little monkey men." Yeah. So uh, now the princess Omnizon, uh, who beca- who's because hate- the the initial attack fleet got beaten down, she shows up and is like, "I rule you guys. Stop resisting me." Yeah, this is this is literally my land. But like Booster Gold and uh, Blue Beetle, because they were the one that took down the main ship that was going to take the Justice League away. Yeah. So now she has a vendetta on them. Yep. And, and they, beat, they beat her up. They they don't yeah. beat her up. They teleport her into what South Af- South America. Yeah, that's what they kept doing for a while. Yeah, they, they just, just had to like, all right, let's just get her out of here. And she's like a super strong alien with like laser weapons, and they're just two dorks, and they can't beat her, so they just keep teleporting her across the world. <laughs> yeah, which is messed up. And then when they started the whole restoration project, um, they eventually get uh, help from a, a Booster Gold character named uh, Trix. I guess yeah. she's from the Booster Gold series, who gives them like a place to at least start their business. And they here's a big ass line of full of those uh, random people we we're talking about, like the pirate and the astronaut, yeah, yeah, the yeah. aliens, and then there she is in the line with them. Comics don't. This comic really does that thing that comics don't do a lot of anymore. I remember reading comics as a kid, and there being a lot of pages with a lot. Like it would be a group of characters, but each character was interesting and unique and funny and different. Yeah, and like. It does it really well because there's like an old lady, there's a crazy person, there's a pirate, there's a couple of aliens, there's a couple of fangirls who are actually fans of Blue Beetle. Stri- <laughs> and it looks like Flex Mentala was there, just like a strong man is there. There's a girl asking for a, a cat out of a tree. Yeah, it's it, so it's pretty it's, nice. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, Do you want to take some look through it? Y- maybe. Um, and then also in that line is uh, our main villain, our main villain, <laughs> Prince, Princess Omnizon, just waiting in line to see them. Yeah, she's like. They're, she like they're going down the line and they're asking them all why they're here and she's like I'm I'm your fucking I'm your queen I I'm your, I'm I rule queen. this planet what do you mean why am I here <laughs> why? <laughs> what what the what the heck do you mean my guy um so eventually they start they fight her again right because she shows back up at the office um and then they send her do they even send her anywhere or is this time they get they get captured this time right oh man. No, this right. is, okay, kind of, kind of goes because this is this is them fighting outside of the office. Yeah, and then they get they get 
Oh, oh, Rip, Rip Hunter. Hunter. <laughs> Rip Hunter shows Rip Hunter's up. in this. <laughs> Eric, can you tell us who Rip Hunter is? I think Rip you might Hunter know is a time traveling character in DC Universe. Um, who appeared, uh, I guess, during the Silver Age, I guess. Um, but later on, it's revealed that he's the son of Booster Gold. Well, dude, um, spoilers for this book, bro. <laughs> You but, see um, <laughs> but it's, it's, he's I think a it's time pretty, lord, right? Yeah, he's a he's a very famous time lord. Like if like uh, the Omnizons know or they know who he is. Yeah, they respect him. Yeah, they respect people. Respect the time lord, and uh, he's trying. And even though he he's a very like by the rules person, he's willing to you know. Well, he's got to he's got to save Booster Gold because it's his dad. That's my dad. And if his dad dies before he's born, then he doesn't exist. Yes, because he's a time lord, so he needs to make sure that he lives. So Omnizoth. Takes I always thought them. that was uh, interesting because like Rip Hunter was first appeared in the DC universe before mm. Booster Gold, and they like put yeah. that into the canon that oh they're related. I think that's well they put cool. that in this canon, you know, with DC and their uh, continuity kind of hard to keep track of, kind of hard to understand. Like where is Metropolis really? Uh, right? Hold on, hold on. Well, when we get back to my house, I'll show you my big uh, board with I'll all show the you lines. My, <laughs> I'll show you my big conspiracy map of where Metropolis, <laughs> where and, Metropolis Gotham is and Gotham is in relation to Kansas and all these other places. It's a, it's a mystery that's the fun part, Christian. It could be wherever you want it to be. <laughs> As long I would as, like to know where it is in retros in, in relation to the rest of the major cities. In that's the world. fair. Yeah, don't. That's fair. I like, get that. Because here's the thing: is like people will be like, "Oh, well, Gotham's just New York." It's like, no, New York exists in DC. Yeah, it, it. New York City is a place in DC. Just for some reason, instead of New York City having a superhero, it's this random. Well, they're in New York City right now. They're, they're, yeah. So there, there are superheroes who are in New York City, but yeah, the the. Metropolis and Gotham are the big ones. There's Those also, are the big two. There's also and Central, there's Central City, City for Flash. Star, what is it? No, not... Uh, coastal City coastal for City. Green Lantern, That's I think. Just, just call it L.A. No, it's just, fun. Just call it San Francisco. No, it's just fun. It's like it's like when it's like when like comics make like a fictional country in like Asia or like the Middle East because they don't want to like evade an actual country. So they, I think it's kind of cool. Like, oh, America has its own like fictional cities, fictional places as well. But they don't well. do that in D.C., they don't do that other thing in DC. They just they're like what? Joker's Iran. He's the Iran. No, they make they make like, stuff like Kondok and like there's a bunch of other like famous yeah, but, country down there. Um, Corto Maltese. Like Corto Maltese is cool. Yeah. So there's other places that they mention um, that they can't like, like, use real places of obviously. But they but, can. Uh, but I like I I don't like I, that's something that I don't like about Marvel. Like every superhero, like, a lot of superheroes are in New York City, and it gets like. You know, don't they like help each other sometimes? Which I'm pretty sure they do. I'm pretty sure they're they team ups. Yeah. But then I feel like, oh, here's this big baddie that uh, Spider Man like is in trouble with, like Kingpin. Like, where's Daredevil or like a Moon Knight can help them? They're fighting know? in their neighborhood, in their own little neighborhood, Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, they have they break up the neighborhoods. Like uh, Daredevil patrols Hell's, Hell's Kitchen. Luke Cage patrols mostly Harlem. Yeah, but how many vil- how many heroes are in New York City? Um, pretty much all of them. There we go. <laughs> Uh, the X Men move around quite a bit, uh, but that's because they're chased around. Where is the X Manor? Um, it's upstate New York, so it's not New York City. It's upstate New York. Oh, the nice um, place in New York. Yeah, um, I think Winchester. Okay, it's a, it, I think it's in Winchester. Um, Oops. I don't. I just like being able to be like, oh yeah, I oh this this guy. It's like it's rooted in reality. Like it's rooted in our world. Right, like Wakanda is a fictional country. Latveria is a fictional country. Yeah. Right, but like Gorilla City. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but like, 
it's just, I don't know. Like, when they do the fictional countries, it's because they want to do something fantastical. If they want a guy from South America who was who was raised in, like, a communist slash, like, like cultural Maltese's, right? Like, yeah. a, like a, a militaristic regime, they're just going to use Cuba. Or they're going to use Nicaragua. Like, they're just, they're literally just going to be like, yeah, that's real history. It's, I, it's not offending anyone to be like, at one point, these countries were taken over by, like, uh, communist dictators or like fascist or like fascist regimes or something like that. Um, That's which fair. I just think is like cool because it's like that is cool because then you retrospectively are like, okay, Tarantula the the Spider Man villain could he have been a Contra technically? Like, would he have been a Contra? Like, he came out around that time. But anyways, back to Blue and Gold. Um, they get teleported to the the alien planet where she brings him brings them in front of. Her father? Yeah, the king. The actual and then, king. Uh, she hypnotizes Booster Gold to fight Blue Beetle to the death. Because that's, uh, that's, li- that's how they get their kinks over there on that that's, planet. That's just what they like to do. And Rip Hunter's like, hey, I got to go save my dad. And they're like, whoa, Blue Beetle's your dad? And he's whoa. like, no, Booster Gold. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think, I'm pretty sure Booster already knows at this point. I don't think, no, Booster doesn't know he's, he's his dad. No, I'm pretty, he was all like, Rip, you're here? Oh. Well, Booster knows Rip, but. Booster doesn't know that Rip okay. is his dad. He even You're says right. that he's he's like it's very important that he doesn't know he's my father. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Um, probably missed that one. Well, because if you know that you have like if Booster found out that he had Rip, he would try and like. You're not supposed like the thing about time travel is you're not supposed to know things that happen because even just knowing about things that happen will make you adjust the future, even if it's subconsciously. Right. Yeah. It's like the uh, the observation rule in science. Like molecules will behave differently just for just because they're being observed. Oh, I didn't know, know that? that. I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Fun science. Don't look fact. at my molecules. They're gonna they're gonna change. Fun science fact. But Booster Gold and Blue Beetle, they fight it. They fight it out. Rip is all time traveling all over the place. Oh, oh yeah. Rip goes back in time to find the beacon. Yes, and then and he, re- he removes the beacon. Well, he to, to or, in order for them for him to not reveal that he messed with time, mm-hmm. he made a uh, Trixie or what's her name? Her name's Terry now. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Terry. He gave her control of the time sphere and like, hey, take this somewhere. Take this beacon somewhere else. So when he does confront the Omnizons, the Omnizons know who they are, who who he is, a very respectable Time Lord. And when he he's telling them, hey, you have no authority to conquer Earth. You don't have that. And when they try to, like, interrogate him with the mind control, like, you will speak the truth. Whereas, did you take that beacon and move it? And he's all like, nope, that wasn't me. <laughs> that was, it's actual true. You didn't put the beacon there. So without the beacon there, now they can just um, go home. Yeah, and then it, that kind of wraps up the main story. the The next couple issues just follow uh, the Black Beetle. Well, it well it continues to follow Ted and Booster in their escapade of the Blue and Gold. Yes, the restoration right? project. I like this little commercial at the at the in the beginning of that chapter. What's that farmer saying? Uh oh, this farmer. He's saying, "Who braved the demons of darkness to restore my magic?" Oh, no, oh that's a wizard. I'm sorry. I get wizards and. Farmers mixed up. Yeah, they look the same. <laughs> They're usually just old dudes. Um, <laughs> had them two varmints from Dimension X hiding in my barn. Who'd you think it was that ran them off? Booster Golden Blue Beetle, of course. <laughs> um, uh, and then uh, Jaime is here, um, being absolutely hentied by Null Effects. <laughs> Null Effects. Look at him. Look, oh at, look at all those tentacles he's got wrapped around him in his eyeballs. Yeah. Probably in one of his orifices. <laughs> That's fucked up. Yeah. How do you so, feel about the art change? 
Yard change? Um, like this is this '90s style almost. I don't homage. mind it honestly. I like it. The I yeah. think it's a neat art change. It's just a little jarring because it kind of, it feels like it comes. Oh yeah. Right, because like, look, like yeah, it's, it's old, like, the normal art that you're used to. That's in the same issue too. It's in the, that's what I'm saying. That's why I was like, how so do like you the, feel about it? It's like yeah, a the jarring. first couple of pages are like, oh, and it's bam. the old one. Oh my lord, you're right. It's such a drastic shift, but I don't mind it. It looks nice. Right, I think it it doesn't go back until the end of the issue either. But Booster Gold and Blue Beetle and Blue Beetle, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the two Blue Beetles, they all team up to fight Null Effects. Um, and then obviously they just hang out with. I like this because it's like I don't see these guys interact with Jaime a lot. Yeah, so it's good to see that they're all like a good buddies. They're all they're all buddies. And, they're um, all giving Jaime like advice and hanging out with him. And Booster and actually in- recruited him. Say, hey man, you know two yeah, two blue beetles are better than one. That's true. Ted's like, hey man, I'm, I'm, like, hey, I'm, I'm blue beetle I'm blue too. Beetle. He's like, yeah, but he's got the fucking. Cool ass scarab, dude. But even Jaime was all like, "Look, I don't want to be confused with Ted Cord. I want to be my own thing." Yeah, and he's like, "I don't want to be like, tied up with you guys." I but wanna... if you guys need help, just call me. Yeah, like, that's all it is. I'm always here for you. Um, so, and so. then uh, Null Effects wasn't actually the big bad guy. He was his strings were being pulled by another villain from Black, Earth Three, Black Beetle. <laughs> the Black Beetle. It's like the Blue Beetle, but, but his armor is black. Yes. The blue on his arm is only cell shading. Don't get it twisted, <laughs> comic book readers. Did you know that? Did you know that blue is a color that was used to shade black? And uh, Spider-Man's original costume was actually black. Wow. Yeah. The blue shading confused people, and they made it. And some of the other artists after them. So it was white uh, and black, uh, red was, and black, red and black, and then shade it with blue. And so then later, people like when they redid it, they made it blue. It looked nicer. I think I think that's a good the choice. The blue works, yeah. And the same thing, like sometimes, like Venom, sometimes he's like a pale blue, right? That's because he's. Well, he's I didn't read it Venom comics, so, but like that's still cool. Remember, like Marvel Capcom two. That's his like oh, he's like blue, skin. Like, yeah, remember he's like just pale blue. Like that's yeah. just his main skin. Yeah, that's because yeah. you can't make an all black character because it doesn't look like you won't be able to notice the detail. So they shade in the detail of blue instead mm. of black. Um, so a lot of characters get misconstrued as 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 blue, when indeed their their usually color scheme is just black, which is a, a fun little comic fact for people out there. Cool little color fact too, cool, you know. Cool, cool, cool uh, color like, fact. But I like they fight. About that. They fight Black Beetle, who you would think is an alternate universe Ted Cord, but it turns out it's an alternate universe Booster. Booster, who lost his friend Ted. Cord. Yeah, and then he became evil and obsessed with getting skeets. I guess. Uh, I, yeah, he wanted to get skeets back or whatever. Yeah, um, but they beat him. They kick his butt like they do every villain. Um, I don't. It's not that notable. They take him. Yeah, they take him. Like, they kind of transported him back to the dinosaur time. They fight around dinosaur era, so they yeah. they pushed him into some black tar. Yeah, he dies in a tar pit. <laughs> hey, not that notable. Whatever. Look at him. Oh my god, Blue Beetle. What's that kind of? What's that dinosaur called? A Triceratops. Blue yeah. Beetle coming in with a Triceratops, like Mountain One and <laughs> fucking rammed. That is a that is a tattoo right there. Doug. Oh, that's a happy Blue Beetle face. I like that. Yeah, this is a tattoo. He's usually sad drinking, the whole time. Drinking uh, a couple of a couple of beers. A couple of, uh, Budweisers. Oh, that's right. Because because uh, they're in they're in the dinosaur times, and Blue Beetle's all like, "Wow, I never did see." Dinosaurs all the time, and then Booster, who travels times all travels time all the time, is like, oh well, I mean, I see it all the time. You have a like, gold one, buddy. He's like, yeah, but Blue Beetle's like, can we can we stay and you know watch? Um, so at the end of the series, um, yep. as much as they're about to shut down, because yeah, they ran as, out of money. As successful as the restoration project is, like helping people out and everything, they just couldn't get enough crowdfunding to keep it going, keep the you know staff and support going. Uh, but out of nowhere, here comes Batman coming in. Was all like, hey. I like what you guys are doing. So here, take this flash drive. And they put it in a computer. It's freaking a bunch of money. I think like 
$25 million. $20 million. $20 million. $20 million I'm from so Bruce happy Wayne. And Batman's like, yeah, he's pretty cool, Pat Bruce Wayne. <laughs> that Bruce Wayne's a pretty he's cool really guy. Cool. He's, uh, he's so cool. He's uh, He's got a good hairline. I And uh, I hear that... Uh, He's got a pretty big wiener. I, re- Anyways, I recommend you guys uh, bought buying the new Wayne Station 4. I know they uh, voted you out of the Justice League, but I voted for you guys to be in it because I, <laughs> I like you guys. You guys are cool, and uh, I like what you're doing here. Keep it up. Anyways, i got to get back to Gotham. Uh, by the way, subscribe to, Wayne, to the Wayne book. <laughs> yeah, don't forget the next Wayne Tech phone coming out <laughs> next year. <laughs> wow, I can't believe Batman and, wow, and Batman Bruce and Wayne are friends. Bruce Wayne are buddies. <laughs> Yeah, he's like my closest I love these friend. Jackheads. He probably knows me better than anyone. Uh, it's pretty cool. He lets me hang out on his yacht. <laughs> it's like Batman. It's like Superman's like, Bruce, what the fuck are you doing? Bruce, tone it down a little bit. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> we know who you are. Well, I guess in this point, they still don't know. But exactly. Yeah, I, this is a fun little... If you guys... Uh, we talked a lot about Justice League International and our... Pro- my two favorite characters from International are probably Mr. Miracle and... Uh, Oberon, but if I didn't have to say those <laughs> guys, it would be Booster Gold and Ted Cord. Yeah, they they were really like you don't really like you don't like Ted Cord in international. You well, think he's annoying. sometimes yeah. like I told you before, there's this character trope in the in like the '80s where like they have to have that one character who's always has to say something sarcastic and or a one liner, and it's like it's fine every couple of panels, but sometimes he does it way too much. And I'm like Ted. Calm down. <laughs> Sometimes, Eric, looking into a mirror can be quite jarring, can it? I know. <laughs> I see the blue. <laughs> I um, see so, the beetle in me. Yeah, so I like this. It's a fun little buddy-buddy romp. Um, yeah. It, if, um, after reading, like, Fire and Ice and seeing that like that not done well, the buddy-buddy comedy, this one does it pretty well. Um, That's because these are dude friends. <laughs> no. And I, those are... It, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, um... But speaking of blue, right? Were, were you continuing your trek on Annihilation, right? Oh, yeah. And who's creep. blue? But the Ronan the Accuser. Ronan the Accuser. So our, our next chapter, our next uh, uh, point of the our uh, next four Annihilation saga yep. is Ronan the Accused. Because he's, accused. Accused. <laughs> he's not accusing anyone. I think, it's, I think the title it technically is Annihilation Ronan. Yeah. Right? Like, he doesn't have his subtitle so in the, in the all title. you uh, MCU um, fanboys out there would know Ronan as the main antagonist of Guardians of the Galaxy, the hammer dude. That is correct, yeah. Um, uh, just like just like everybody else who watched MCU movies, I did not care about this guy with the hammer. Yeah. He sucked in the movie. He didn't really last a pressure. He was just the guy that they had a fight at the end, um, you know, which I'm not trying to... Like, look, on, here's but. the thing. James Gunn... Obviously pulled from Annihilation when he was making those movies. Like, and you'll continue to read Annihilation, and hopefully you'll want to continue into Annihilation Conquest, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about when I talk about James Gunn pulling from these movies, pulling from these comics for these movies. But um, for some reason, he just he didn't want like Ronan. He just made into a jobber, which makes me sad. He just turned Ronan into the first movie jobber. Yeah, they had. Uh... Well, Come on, that's what he did. What would you okay? It, what would you would you would you have a if you had to choose a villain for that movie? What do you think would be a better choice than Ronan? J- uh, just in just wondering what your opinion would be. So instead of Ronan for Guardians One, because here's the thing: what is Ronan doing in Guardians One? He's, He's Thanos's lackey. Yeah, there's so many Thanos lackeys. Shit, I would have gotten the Blood Brothers. <laughs> yeah, you know the that? Blood Brothers or a uh, lunatic. Or uh 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 what's his name? Pybok. 
Like I would have gotten any of those guys. Like Ronan, I would have saved for later. But I get that they're not. You know, they're not very yeah, good. But he has a big hammer, so that 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 means he can he can fight them. He's got a big hammer, which he could put the power gem in, and then it makes the hammer stronger than it already was. Because it was already a pretty big hammer, but now it's got the power gem in it. So now the hammer is like strong enough to destroy a planet. <laughs> Fucking, I hate you, Marvel Cinematic Universe and Marvel Studios. Kevin Feige, if you're listening to this, that's why God took your hairline. And please, Anyways, and please um, come on our podcast. Yeah, please. Yeah, well, you're welcome anytime, Kevin. <laughs> Can we call you more. Kevin? I Shut up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is probably fresher in your mind than it is mine. I, yeah. re- I reread well, it a few weeks ago, but uh, I, like, let's just get it out of the way. Uh, it's not that memorable of a storyline. Yeah, to be honest, the the story itself is not that memorable. Everything that Ronan did, I like. It's fucking cool. Because like, I remember I looked at this guy, and I was like, Christian, this guy better... Be, I see his hammer, I'm like, Christian, this guy better be smashing something in the first three pages, because if he doesn't, I'm putting it down and skipping all the way to the Silver Surfer series. And to my surprise... He didn't smash anything, but he did point his hammer at something and a lot of crazy shab. And I thought that's cool. Well, also, no, it wasn't that he didn't smash anything, but he pointed his hammer. It was that he showed up to an alien planet and he was just like, uh, oh, oh, there's a problem here. Like some lady was like, you killed my daughter. You killed our daughter. Hey, this is this like this guy. Yeah, there's a there's is a dispute it? going on in the street between this uh, mother-in-law and her uh, son-in-law. Yeah, they're like. Cause like that guy killed his her daughter and is demanding like retribution and everything and then here comes Ronan like I shall be the judge jury and executioner of this and he drags the guy into the fucking into a stadium and tells him like oh, did you kill this woman he's like hell yeah I killed that woman I'll do it again and like all right you are accused <laughs> you are accused and then he points his hammer at him and, and he- a bunch of fucking like lizards came out and like ate him yep. Uh, and then immediately after that, um, Ronan's guy was all like, hey, uh, why'd you do that? Um, actually, that guy had every right to kill that woman. Uh, it was his. It was by the laws of the planet. And he's like, nonsense. Any land that the Kree steps his foot on is Kree law. And I'm like, I, that's that's awesome. I, <laughs> I support that. Oh, actually, no. The mother-in-law was like, I was angry, but I never meant, I never wanted to. And he's like, I, look, judgment has been passed. Judgment has been passed. And then he just continues on his trek. So Ronan, at this point, is looking for... Um, T- Tana Niles. I think Tana Niles, who lied him. in a testimony um, during a coup with Hyos Ferio. Yeah. This is all information you guys don't need to know. Yeah, Ronan po- is a big blue alien wearing green robes, and he got a fat-ass well, hammer. <laughs> we got... You gotta also mention that he's usually known as Ronan the Accuser, but at this point in his he's life, Ronan the Accuser. He's accused. It's kind of like a Gandalf White and Gandalf Gray kind of situation. Remember Tolk? Tolk, that lumpy green guy that, that gets eaten by he, the end. He gets eaten by the Annihilation Wave, and I also he it. betrays Ronan. Yeah. So, but Ronan's looking for this. Uh, what's her name again? Tana Niles. Tana Niles, who is hanging out. With Gamora on this planet. Yeah, this this planet full of refugees, I guess. I don't know. But he meets a bunch of other Kree who have also been banished, and they kind of ask for his help. And he's like, oh, I got to do my own thing. But then he finds out that Tana Niles is working for Gamora, mm-hmm. who is like... Who these guys have been fighting off. Yeah, she's like trying to take over this planet with her uh, graces, which is yeah. a bunch of female warriors. So Nebula's there, and yep. I bet you know some other female warriors in that crowd, I bet. Stellaris. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I only knew Nebula. All that, look, Nebula and Gamora are the two big important ones. Yeah, that's all that matters. And there, this is sexy Gamora, too. This is when she's literally just wearing, like... There was... there was. So, I'm not complaining, but there were so many ass shots of her. Dog, what do you mean you're not complaining? You're praising, <laughs> right? It was, I have a, it the, was a nice boy. Here's a peek behind the scenes, everyone. And I'm not particularly proud of this, but in my phone, there is a photo album... Uh, titled "Mommy Marvel Mommy Milkers." <laughs> well, come on, <laughs> and it's just it's just a bunch of screenshots of me reading digitally on my phone, uh, of just hot like gratuitous like fan service. That's a lot of boob shots, buddy. <laughs> it's, it's just all the boob shots that they put in comics, and it's it's. I did it ironically. You know what, man? I have the I'm same like, There's thing. just so many, dude. But it's mine's ass shots. <laughs> That's fair. There's a lot of red She-Hulk in here. I'll be honest with you there. This one isn't really a mommy milker as much as it's She-Hulk just looking savage oh, as hell, dude. This is a cat fight going on right there. Yeah. Red Hulk, um, red She-Hulk versus green She-Hulk. There's also Glorian subplot, the the shaper of worlds. That yeah, freak. I didn't I didn't like that at all. He just showed up for a reason. I I, I even like went back and tried to find out why, why he was he's there, there, and it yeah. didn't really explain it that well. I was like, well. Yeah, that's that's like another reason why the story was not not that memorable. Just look at that ass shot, man! Like, like the the artist really wanted to yeah, draw at, Gamora from behind so many times. But look at, but look at Ronan. Though. I'm saying it's bad art, but you know, the, I, the I, art I'm, is I'm, actually. I'm, I'm, I like the style a lot. Yeah, I like how beefy these Kree guys look, especially Ronan. Yeah, and Korath is there. I don't, and, know, uh, I don't know who that is, but he, I guess he just that's the guy in the red. Yeah, he's just his, he's just Ronan's friend. Does he does Korath make any other appearances? Yeah. He's important. He's pretty. He's a. He's core. He, like he's like Ronan's like second in command. Basically, like his brother. Yeah, 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 they're like sworn Cree brothers. Um, so, but yeah, this 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 basically we can boil this like this. I think it's the weakest. Um, it is the weakest miniseries. plot. But like out of all the characters I've seen so far, but like between Nova and Drax, uh, this, Meg, Meg Ronan's Griffin. Your Ronan's my favorite. So That's kind of cool. I like that. Ronan gets a really cool arc following out of this. Um, Event. Then maybe I'll read that. Like, no, seriously. No, you need or is to it re- part of the Annihilus, Annihilation? Or? So Annihilation flows into Annihilation Conquest, and all the characters from Annihilation who survive go into Annihilation Conquest, and Ronan is one of those you, He survived? You spoiler it! <laughs> um, and then Guardians of the Galaxy happens right after Annihilation Conquest, and that, you know, he, he's not in Guardians of the Galaxy as much, but here, minor spoiler for Guardians of the Galaxy, the end of the Guardians book, the team disbands. Because a like a, a a key player dies, and the rest of the team doesn't stay together, and the guy who died was like, "Oh, I have a contingency uh, because the the galaxy needs their guardians," and he pulls together Ronan the Accuser, Silver Surfer, Beta Ray Bill, uh, Gladiator, and I think is that everyone? Who am I missing here? Well, that's a good team up so it far. Is. So, and they're called the Anni- oh, and they're called the Annihilators. I remember. <laughs> I remembered who I'm missing, but I don't want to tell you who it is. The Annihilators versus they stop yeah. the annihilation. Basically, basically he because Ronan's one of the strongest characters in the universe. Um, Silver Surfer's one of the strongest characters in the universe. Beta Ray Bill is one of the strongest characters in the universe. So he just gets all the powerhouses together and is like, "Look, of the universe, man. Yeah, you. Uh, we need you guys to protect the galaxy." Does uh, Beta Ray Bill at this point has the what yeah. kind of weapon does he have? The um, Stormbreaker. Or? Okay, I believe Stormbreaker is his weapon. Um, he has that. 
But yeah, this is the weakest one. I don't really have a lot to say. The action scenes are really cool. Um, it's a little. I you get some good background. Honest, it's a little too much fighting happening. Yeah, it's like, a lot of fighting. It's like, a lot like of Ronan and Gamora just, just fighting. Yeah, this planet is just so much like conflict going on. Yeah. And then on top of that, the annihilation yeah. comes in, which is even a bigger conflict. Just engulfs all that crap. No, seriously, I think it. I think it, this series does a good job of like illustrating that all these characters have their own shit going on, and the annihilation wave doesn't care. Like, yeah, like. It's the thing of like when people play D and D and they're like, "How do I get my players to play the main quest? They don't want to do the main quest." It's like your main quest should still be happening if the players are engaging with it or not. Yeah, put it like in the annihilation. Bad guys, <laughs> the bad guy's plan should still be happening. Just because the players haven't shown up to the castle where he's doing a plot doesn't mean the plot waits for them to show up. Let, like if they're if, if they're supposed to stop a sacrifice but they never go check it out, the sacrifice happens. A yeah. demon is summoned. Yeah, just imagine like your characters were supposed to like be. Imagine this being is a D and D podcast now. Yeah, imagine being a DM and you tell your 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 tell your party they have to go to a different town and they're like, no, let's just keep fucking around for a little bit. And you're like, yeah. okay, go ahead. And then a couple sessions later, when they actually do go to that town, it's, it's dead. It's, it's gone. destroyed. It's gone. Because <laughs> the annihilation wave got it. That's basically what's going on. Like Ronan's so caught up with trying to get revenge on this person and then, and then trying oh, he, to fight Gamora that he, which that, is, Oh yeah. Gamora's uh, the Tana Niles is working under Gamora. Yeah. So that's, uh, so that's why he has to fight her. Yeah. But, uh, when and he just like, fuck you. Yeah. They, him and Gamora fight, which is a good fight. I actually like that fight. Um, but then the annihilation happens and then, you know, they're scrambling. Well, the annihilation wave reaches to where they yeah, are. Cause so this is at this point, I believe they're scrambling to save each other, save their comrades or whatever. Um, yeah, this is a night like uh, when the annihilation wave reaches them and it's like Korath and him fighting and Gamora starts helping. That's annihilation day. 99. What the damn 90 days and still 99 days. And it's still happening. So they're just kind of going through space, taking planet after planet. And eventually Ronan did meet up with Tana Niles, but because uh, the Annihilation bugs uh, were infiltrated Gamora's fortress, she got fucking badly wounded. And she can only, like, confess, like, a like a little bit. Like, give him, like, a... There she is. <laughs> I love that face. <laughs> uh, You'll see it on the on the, on our uh, social media pages. Yeah, we'll, po- we'll post it. I'm definitely going to post that. This one's better. Let's see. Because <laughs> he's crying and dead. <laughs> I like. Uh, oh my god! Was Tana right. Niles even like a character beforehand? I don't know. I don't <laughs> care. She's that same care. big headed race of the. Remember the yeah, we were talking the about Nova Nova? Yeah, she's the same race as them. <laughs> Is it racist to think that was the same character? No, uh, a little bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, sorry, um, dude. This is a sick fucking. Ready and Ronan then. has some good poses on the air. The hammer, dude. I love the hammer, dude. Because like, I like things. I like characters that smash things. So when I saw the hammer, I, you know, I expected some smashing. But I got something even better. Because he all he doesn't really need a smash. He just got to point the big ass hammer somewhere, and some blue energy comes out. Yeah, I will say. Shit up. I will say, Glorian does have one purpose in this, and he kills the entire annihilation wave. That's the uh, creator guy, right? Yeah, he he the he has like cosmic creation power. Okay, so, so he's like super strong in so terms he of was, like powerhouse, but he just like Yeah, I guess he was only there just to stop a wave. He so was trying, Ronan, to, so he was trying could, to rebuild the world that he was on in his image. Which is kind of cool, but because like it didn't need to happen. Yeah, nobody was paying attention <laughs> no to it. No one him. was really paying attention to that. It was a pretty cool thing where like this dumb, like poor planet, all of a sudden yeah. a wave of energy goes around them and all of a sudden everyone's dressed nice. There's big buildings everywhere. And, you know, I thought that was cool. But then the annihilation came over. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> this has no purpose. 
and uh, he also kidnapped two other characters that also played. Uh, it's it's. I yeah. feel like it's kind of goes all. There's over just the place. a lot of stuff going on in this, but in not very issues. like not super notable in my opinion. Like I like but outside Ronan of the Ronin s- fights and the and like Ronin eventually because what happens is Ronin and Gamora team up out of necessity. Yeah. So I think what happened was the, when the creator did that big shockwave that killed a bunch of bugs around him, that gave Ronin some time to like, all right, let's talk to this chick and uh, yeah. And I, I guess I gave, I gave that gave him some breathing room to like hatch some stuff going on. Yeah. So I guess that's the only reason why the creator was on this planet was the uh, well we need to we need to stop the bugs for a little bit so Ronan can finish up his plot. Now so. you're going to Super Scroll next. That, oh, excited? I thought it was Silver Scroll. It's Super Scroll. Oh, I thought it was Silver Scroll. But hey, the Super Scroll. Yeah. Hey, that was my guy from Marvel vs. Capcom Three. I think. <laughs> yeah, I will say that I don't enjoy the Super Scroll book as much as I enjoy the Ronan book. Even, oh, yeah, I know what that sounds like. But the Super Scroll book does more to give background information to the okay. Annihilation event. Like, like you... It's in, exposition. There's a lot of exposition that's important to the Annihilation event. There's a lot of information that you get about the Annihilation wave. You get a lot of interaction with the Annihilation. Like, the bugs actually start having dialogue. Oh, well, they've been talking, but it's only just just the um just, just the like, king and the queen or uh, the yeah, second yeah. command. You get you get a little more. You okay, get a, cool. You get a little more interaction. So these bugs actually do have more personality. Not well, like the high ranking ones do. The okay. low ranking ones don't. But like you get a, you get to meet a little like you get to meet a scientist from the annihilation wave, and it's like they have scientists. <laughs> Wait, these guys are actually what the sophisticated fuck? They have, and have a society. I thought yeah. they were just warmongering bugs. Yeah, me too. Um. And then like there's there's some cool scroll subplots and it, it, I like it it's it's neat but I just don't enjoy it as much as I you just hate super scroll stuff. because that one guy that. kept that. fighting against you online in Marvel vs Capcom three kept that. using it's not that Eric it's not that Eric kept using the super I scroll I was at the tournament and he kept spamming the the stretchy punches uh, he I wanted I wanted to play as uh, the Human Torch but then they got rid of him and put in the super scroll no um. <laughs> Um, yeah. So next week we'll be going over the Super Scroll uh, mini series. Uh, but uh, oh, hey, is it time for villain of the week? Who did you have prepared this week? <laughs> My villain of the week is Ronan the Accuser. Eric, did you not prepare a villain of the week? Of course I did, man. I read Ronan the mini series to prepare myself for this villain of the week. Well, two birds with one stone is what I always there say. There we go. All yeah. right, moving on to the next segment. What do you <laughs> What have you been reading lately, dude? I've been reading. Um, I've been keep. I've been trying to get into like the DC main storyline. Yeah. Only because like you keep talking shit about it, uh-huh. and I have nothing. And you to have defend. nothing. To I have nothing to defend because it's because, so confusing. Well, it's also because I mostly just read like individual stories. Yeah. Um, I don't really read it. I haven't read events because I've been mostly into like reading up on characters and mm-hmm. their stories. And um, so now I'm trying to get in that back into that. I only read Crisis on Infinite Earths, which was a good, you know, series. But now I'm jumping into. Infinite Crisis, and I bought that big book with all the tie-ins here. I didn't want that just the, in, the six series no, Infinite. No, I got to get all the Shabam, which was a good idea because, like... There's a lot of background information. Yeah, I read Identity Crisis, and a, it goes right into, like, Infinite Crisis. Like, a lot of, like, stuff that happened in Identity Crisis is reason why some... Like, the OMAC project and the Countdown to Infinite Crisis is linked to that story. So nice. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, if you big, don't know Identity Crisis... You um, should because you're a fan of the podcast and we're a big fan <laughs> of it here. And you're a fan of Dr. Light, which is messed up. Yeah, <laughs> don't be a fan of Dr. Light, Doc. Come on. Only the only the female one. Yeah. Um, so Japanese if you know one. that Batman got uh, his mind wiped by the Justice League, which uh, they eventually... Because uh, they had a, a memory wipe uh, Dr. Light because he uh, um, uh, sexually he, uh, assaulted uh, Sue Dibney. Gene, no, not Gene Loring. 
Uh, Sue Digby. Yeah, Sue Digby. Sorry. Um, so they had to lobotomize him because he was about to like tell everybody, like, "Oh, I'm gonna tell all the villains what I did here," and like, "Fuck, he, like, we don't want to do that." Yeah, he went back to the secret society and was like, "You guys know where you can get some sweet ass." <laughs> <laughs> so they they mind wipe. Um, so they use a Tana to mind wipe Doctor Light, so he Which doesn't Batman do anything. Is against. Yeah, Batman showed up at that moment right and started to attack. What was about to attack them until they froze him, and they kind of like, "Dude, we don't, we can't." Unfroze Batman because he's gonna kick our ass. Yeah. So let's just mind wipe the last couple seconds of what he saw, and when they eventually like, because they felt bad about, it. they eventually told him like, "Hey, we had to do this to your mind," and he got really pissed off. So he doesn't like it when people like touch with his mind. Like, the, he, the, he doesn't like not knowing things. Yeah. He's like he's in a, he's all mind, about information. He's yeah. In the book, he's like my mind is like the only thing that I don't want people to touch. It's like my greatest strength, and yeah. the fact that they touched it and my, warped with it, it really pissed him off. So he created this. Um, computer AI called Brother Eye, and it's supposed to just monitor every superhero. So, you know, now that he knows what they're gonna do. In case, in case they do something that he doesn't know, he got him on Brother Eye. Yeah. But Max Lord takes control of. They hijacks um, Brother Eye, and it's like a really, it's a really good series. It's yeah. a really good like leading up to Infinite Crisis. It's that, it's that writing trope of like. Oh, we need to. We need to. We need to make sure that we know everything that's going on. And then it's like the bad guys now have access to it. Yeah, like, idiots, <laughs> fucking morons. Did well, you think it was a good idea to give everyone uh, like a satellite? Yeah. So the stakes are high because, um, but Max Lord has control of all the OMAX, the One Man Army Corps, which is just like human civilians that have no idea they got injected with nanobots sleeper they, cells yeah they're sleeper cells and they kind of activate it they turn into these robots and they gotta go like they can eliminate all the justice league members all the meta they're trying to get um the meta humans that's what it is anybody yeah. with superpowers he wants to get rid of them yeah not but not like ted cord or batman and that because they just, don't have superpowers yeah he thinks they can be useful to humans even though blue beetle is all like dude you're a fucking cuck man you have yeah. superpowers and you think superpowers on me right now he's yeah. like whoa i'm different yeah and then he shoots him in the head that's sad. Yeah, Rest we just talked Ted. about Blue Beetle, and now he dies. About, he dies. Oh, yeah. That's when Booster Gold becomes Black Beetle. No, <laughs> that's when Jaime that's comes Solar in. That's Solar Three. No, uh, yeah. So that sounds cool. Oh man, it's really good. Yeah, I can't wait to keep reading it. Um, that's neat. I've been. Uh, I picked back up an old favorite of mine. Um, when I started reading comics back in like 2011, I uh, one of the comics that I was reading as it came out was Rick Remender's Venom. Um, Venom. Yeah, that's where uh, high school bully Flash Thompson becomes Venom, hey. and he becomes Agent Venom, and he's got like he looks very militaristic, and he's got like a bulletproof vest type look and stuff, and he's got guns, and he wait Venom's he kills wearing people. Is Venom wearing that you, stuff? No, 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 no. It's or, all it's all the suit, like it's all the the symbiote uh, making him look like that. Here, I'll show you a picture of him. Uh, but I like that story a lot. He uh, it, it deals a lot with. Um, so Flash is Peter Parker's high school bully. Um, he could be villain of the week. He's Peter Parker's high school bully. Bullies who, count as villains in my opinion. He book. is Peter Parker's high school bully <laughs> who idolizes Spider-Man. <laughs> Let me finish the sentence. I like that. Um, he idolizes Spider-Man. So, that, so when he leaves high school, instead of taking a football scholarship... He takes, um, he goes and joins the army, and in the army, he becomes a corporal. And to save his platoon, uh, he loses his legs. Oh, yeah, he loses his, he loses his legs below the knee, and he comes back home, and he's like a cripple alcoholic, 
And then What are you looking at Penis and Parker And then S.H.I.E.L.D. is like Hey you wanna be Venom <laughs> What They have Venom <laughs> Yeah they have the Venom symbiote And they're like You wanna You wanna be Venom I can imagine like They're coming up with them, Like they trap Venom In like a glass tube And he's just like Running around in there Trying to escape Like hey you want this Inside your body No it's not inside It's on Well on your body I guess I'm trying to find a good picture of him, but uh, yeah, so he goes and he does missions for the U.S. government and he runs into some villains and then he gets to keep the the suit as long as he can keep it. On. Oh, they sedate it, too. They sedate the suit with like a, a serum so that he's always in control. Is Nick Fury there telling him about it? Uh, Nick Fury at this time, 2011. I don't know if he's made his return yet. I have to recheck that. Is it black Nick Fury or white Nick Fury? Um. I think in 2011 it would have been White Nick Fury. I think uh, Nick Fury Jr. comes in in like 2013, maybe 14. Nick Fury Jr. Do you know about Nick Fury Jr.? You told me once, but let's get a little refresher for the audience. So for people who um, only watch the MCU. All right, kids, buckle up. So many of us know that Samuel L. Jackson plays Nick Fury in the MCU. And some of you may know that he does that because in the comics in like 2003 or four, uh, the ultimate comics modeled their character after Nick, uh, after Samuel Jackson. Cause they were like, wouldn't it be cool if Samuel Jackson was Nick Fury? Cut to Iron Man 1 in 2008. Uh, the cam- he makes a cameo as Nick Fury. Yeah. You know, a couple movies later, an Avengers movie after that, people are like, wait, who's this white guy in the comic books? <laughs> so they need to make... That was me with they- Green Lantern. Yeah, when, yeah. When I watched the G- uh, Justice League cartoon, because John Stewart was my first yeah. Green Lantern, and then all of a sudden I see the movie with Ryan Reynolds comes out. I'm like, what is this? That's how Jordan. They whitewashed my boy. I didn't know. I was like, they whitewashed him. Cancel him. I was a dumb little like non-comic book fan at the time. So I Uh was like, what the fuck is how? I used to go to school and kids used to be like, oh, yeah, comic books are so cool, huh, Christian? Name five black comic book characters. And I'd be like, Green Lantern, Black Panther, Blade, Luke Cage, War Machine. And they'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Blade's not a comic book character. And I'd be like... (laughs) And I'd be like, dog, go watch that movie. And the first title card that shows up is going to be Marvel Comics. And they come back to you the next day like, wow. Chris You're like, G. whatever, dude. Whatever. And, I'm like, and I'm like, notice I didn't say Static Shock either. Like the 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 easiest of the choices. Yeah. Um, you did it to me last night. You were, you just started, you were like, name, you were like, name five black comic, uh, Marvel characters. And I and said, then name I, five Asian. I, and yeah, you guys stole after the no, third one. I did you eventually it. did. You eventually did the five. I got one. them all. Well, you were on. Don't ask me. Don't ask me about Hispanic characters in Marvel because I I don't think I can name five. (laughs) Uh, Now I'm thinking about it. No, um, but uh, we'll we'll do that next time. Yeah. So, anyways, I've been rereading the Rick Remender series, and I it's so good. He gets possessed by the devil. He stops uh, the devil from taking over Las Vegas with the help of Red Hulk and X twenty three and a Ghost Rider. Venom takes on the devil. Yeah, dude. like the devil. Yeah, and he gets wow. branded. He becomes like one of the. He becomes like a general of hell. It's fucking sick as shit. Um, he joins the uh, Secret Avengers. Flash he, joins, he eventually Thompson. joins the Guardians of the Galaxy. It's just I don't know. I like Flash Thompson. Oh yeah, I like uh, I like the idea of like bully characters becoming more than just the. He bully loves Spider Man. There's a classic Spider Man book that's really famous. It's an issue where it's either Venom or Doctor Octopus is attacking the school. And like traps Peter in the school, like Spider Man in the school, 
And they're like, we know you're in there, Spider-Man. Come out, reveal yourself. And they got him surrounded, right? And Flash Thompson is like, yo, I'm the, I'm the head of your fan club, Spider-Man. I can, per, I can put on your costume for you, and you can get out of here, and I'll reveal myself as a prankster to the cops, and I'll get arrested. And he does Flash. that. Yeah, he does that for Spider-Man because he doesn't, he doesn't, he would never think that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. He thinks Spider-Man's a hero and he looks up to him, but then he bullies Peter Parker. Penis Parker. In the, and in this, and in the Venom book, it, in, like, like in this 2011 book, it, it dives into Flash's psyche and he was dealing with an alcoholic bully of a father. And that's why Aww. he was bullying Peter Parker is because he was afraid of it. It makes him, it made him feel powerful and in charge. And then he would look up to guys like Spider-Man because they were always in charge and powerful and, and helping people. Uh, so it's very ironic. And then he becomes Venom and he has to fight Spider-Man. And it's, it's, it's oh, very fun. But they become friends though, right? Uh, yeah, they do. Yeah. Okay. Spider-Man doesn't trust him because Spider-Man doesn't trust Venom, but like, you know, they eventually hash it out. I think um, I'm a superhero. What about you? And Peter, Parker, Parker. And Peter Parker is friends with Flash. Peter Parker and Flash are friends. Okay, at this point. Because Flash dates Betty Brant, who is friends with Peter Parker. Because they worked at the Bugle together. Oh, that's yeah. Nice. Spider Man comics, they're they're just as rich as DC comics, just easier to follow because oh, they I have know. continuity. I think um, I think I feel like Spider Man and Batman, they're like they work really well just because like their supporting cast is amazing. Not the supporting cast and true. their villains, they're so iconic. Yeah, dude. That's what makes them so good. What's the opposite of a bat? A clown. What's the opposite of a spider? A goblin. A goblin. <laughs> <laughs> Eighties, 60s, 60s drugs must have been fucking cool as shit, dude. They were, on, they were on Quaaludes when they were writing. Stanley all was shit. all on that. I miss bring Quaaludes. Hashtag let's bring Quaaludes back. No, um, what? <laughs> hashtag bring them back. Bring them back. Oh, what a um, wild time for comics. The sixties right. was. I heard like Marvel around that time was very like because like comic book the comic book fans uh, grew up became like heads of that company yeah. and it was very like even though it was a very creative time for marvel it was also very undisciplined and like these things were getting out down on time Hell and uh dude. just like people weren't like respecting one another or their uh managers until jim shooter comes in <laughs> yeah no, i'm just kidding and just freaking like demands deadlines just demands all this stuff and he gets a lot of crap from like the comic book writers and artists because like he's so demanding and mean but deadlines get going and like it really helps they really he really helped marvel get up there and that's awesome but the thing is it, jim shooter's an interesting guy because he's always a guy who's always um he's always supporting artists and um writers uh creative liberties mm-hmm. like he's always pitching it to the executives but like the executives hate him because the executives hate him because of that yeah and his staff hates him because he's always pushing deadlines you know yeah. what i'm saying he's like a so he's hated from both parts yeah even though he's but such a influential guy in comics that's awesome i need to look into that i'm, a, I, I'm oh not familiar with any of that did you know uh he started writing comics when he was 14 he was a, he was a guy who was sick all the time so he would just be in the hospital bed reading comic books and then one day he was like i can write a comic book better than this so he sends a script to dc and the uh, head of dc was all like that was a pretty good script come up here and we'll interview you and he's like i'm kind of 14 years old and he's like so the guys are like well when can we have you up well my school ends in 2 months and like oh then come up here in 2 months and i love then- that they were so desperate that they're breaking labor laws yeah so <laughs> yeah so he had to work 
for the first couple of years, he had to work at home writing scripts and sending them up there. And he nice. told stories about like every time the phone rang, I get anxiety because like my editor will be on the phone just yelling at me and just like, "What is this? It's somebody like this and that." And like, then I'm it wasn't to go ride bikes with my friends. Yeah, he really hated it for a while until he moved up there to New yeah. York and actually worked around it. He's That's like, so "Oh wait, cool. he's not mean to me. He's mean to everybody." Yeah. <laughs> so he, and it's, it, Jim Shoe is an, an interesting guy. So hell yeah, yeah dude. Well, um, you know, next week we'll probably dive into. You want to do Bad Blood next week, or you you just want? You know, play what, we should do ear? something. Um, you know, what, maybe we should do a deep dive on a Marvel book. No, maybe, it's okay, Eric. Maybe I should probably crack open that Vision book that <laughs> you gave me a long time ago. You still haven't read Tom King's Vision. It was it was a weird history. It was a weird part when I was trying when I'm getting I was getting into comics and uh, you gave me some Marvel books and I got some DC books and I ended up just. Kept reading DC. Yeah, you were like, man, fuck my friend and his interests. I don't give a shit. Hey, uh, what are we talking about? I'm reading Marvel stuff right now, but <laughs> that's because I make you for the podcast. And you let's know read it. Vision. No. <laughs> no, Vision is really good. You'll love Vision, I think. Okay, um, Tom. It's Tom King. You're not gonna not love it, right? Um, well, you know, I, most of the stuff I like. We'll see. We'll see about. Like think, think for the Vision book. Imagine if Red Tornado decided to try and just have a normal family, but instead of having a normal family, he built one. He built other robots to be his family. That's how it should be. That's what the Vision book is. So he has like a little Vision kid and a little Vision daughter and a little Vision and dog his, um, and a little Vision wife. WandaVision loosely based off of that? WandaVision is a blend of Tom King's Vision and House of M. Okay. Yeah, it's you'll see. But it's good. And it kind of dives into his uh, origin and his family tree and his relationship to Wanda and his relationship to being a hero and trying to be human. It's it's just really good. It's a really good cyborg trying to be human book or okay, uh, like android that. trying to be human. Book. I like it when like robots try to be human. Yeah, cuz the whole the whole point of the book is like he he is at the time his job in the Avengers is liaison to the president. Oh, Vision? Yeah. That's cool. So he moves to, he moves to um, what's that town right outside of D.C.? Arlington? I have no idea. Probably Arlington. Yeah. He moves there. But it's like Northern Virginia, right? Yeah, yeah. he moves to Northern Virginia. Hey, Fairfax. He moves into a suburbs, and he sends his kids to the local school. And <laughs> his he, little robot boy. No, literally. Kids. That's yeah. a whole thing. That's a whole thing. Like, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's an issue where one of the kids gets in a fight at school. And almost kills the other kid. Oh, hell and yeah. And the principal brings in Vision and is like, yo, yeah, you, yeah, this, I entertained this because you're an Avenger, but like, this is not okay. Like, you have death <laughs> machines is, in my school. <laughs> that and is then Vision, really messed up. It's a, dude, read the comic. I don't want to spoil it anymore. I but, do. Uh, oh, yeah, but so, yeah, so next week we'll tackle Vision then. I'll reread it. It's a good read. I've read it twice. I'll read it a third or fourth time. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a shit. I don't give a fuck. I don't fart care what piss. you say, yeah, Eric. I'm going to read my this books. Is the cor- this is the cursing portion of the podcast. Turn it down so your parents can't hear you. Shit, piss, fuck, poop, poop, <laughs> tax evasion, fiddly wump. Dumbly doop. Those are a couple Fanny, Fanny, Boombalati. <laughs> Why did they call her Mrs. Fanny? Well, we couldn't call her Mrs. Booty. No. Um, well, thank you, Christian, for uh, joining us once again. Thank you. I'd love to be back anytime you would have me. I would uh, love to be I, a guest host here again. Uh, every time it's a treat. Uh, today, you guys got me some complimentary. Uh, cheese looks balls. That's like mini cheese balls. Valentine's yeah, with, Day. Yeah, Valentine's this Day cheese balls. This says two meter from creature. Did you take these out of his locker? It, it, uh, just go ahead. Eat them quick. Dude, don't take things out of the creature's locker. Just hurry up and locker. eat them. Don't, don't want him to see them. Dude, if he, if he hears me open these. 
Jeez, he's gonna fucking pounce on me. <laughs> oh shit, he's a tip. Hide, hide him, hide him, hide <laughs> him. We gotta go. We gotta go. All right, bye everybody. Bye. Uh, t- follow us on Spotify. Give us a like, share us, uh, and you know we have a Discord now. Check out that. Oh, okay, he's here. We gotta get going. We gotta get going. Bye, bye.